You are now listening to the Town to 10th podcast brought to you by Mosaic Management and Consulting. If you want to learn more about Mosaic Management and Consulting, visit vshare.com slash get started. I wish everybody out there, every father out there, a happy Father's Day. Um, special Father's, happy Father's Day to my dad, Wayne Chair. Um, I wanted to begin this episode with a piece that I, I wrote, I think it was in 2014. And um, during that time, I had just finished up my first year of law school and it had been a tough year. And uh, I've always thought, not always, but at around this time, I've thought that um, the measure of who you are, what you're made of, how successful you're really going to be, is measured from the point in which those who you love and those that you look up to can no longer chart the path for you or tell you the steps that they took. And for me, grad school was the beginning of that because the biggest leaders in my life and in my mom and dad um, hadn't hadn't went to law school, hasn't, hadn't went to grad school. And they could. It's not a capacity thing. It's just at that point I had no one that could show me the way. And so that first year was tough, not only because of the course load, but it was because I was out there in un- uncharted waters. The footsteps in the sand, sand had uh, had left my view. And so that year I, I learned a lot about myself. And one thing that I learned uh, the most about was how important how I was raised and the sacrifices during that time uh, up until that point, up until 24, why things were the way they are and how I view things when I was little is, is, is different now that I'm an adult. And so I wrote to my dad uh, this letter on Father's Day that kind of encapsulates that journey. Uh, and so I'm going to read it here to you, give you a little background on on my dad and then let you all kind of enjoy uh, Father's Day and and subsequent days. I know uh, because of all the things that have happened, we've interrupted a little bit, but I feel like this kind of fits into the friend series. My dad now is is one of my best friends and uh, I'll just get into it. It read, Voltaire once said how pleasant it is for a father to sit as at his child's board. It is like an aged man reclining under the shadow of an oak which he has planted. Dad, every single second of every single minute of every single hour of every single day, I strive tirelessly to sprout up from the seeds you planted. To be that oak tree that will, as time goes on, be your shade from the burning sun of disappointment. We have a decision to either build or destroy in this life, to live in a way that inspires others to be that in which you give me and Brian permission to be. 
you are an amazing man who gives his sons the permission to believe that it lies within us to be great friends, great husbands, great Christians, great leaders, and great men. All our lives, you've worked tirelessly to be all things to us. The sacrifices for your time, your wants and needs, and, and even happiness were all for us. You are as selfless a man as I know. You are tough on us. You teach us. You don't coddle us. You love us with every bit of energy you have in this world. You give everything and more to us and equipped us with all that is great within. We were not always best friends. Two headstrong men who are staunch in their beliefs. A perfect mingling of sound and principled judgment based in reason, draped in emotion to form indestructible and unapologetic opinions that dictate the flexible yet unbreakable way we believe life is and should be. And throughout the years, you struck a perfect balance of discipline and free thinking for me, knowing that it would cause friction early, but your disdain for instant gratification allowed you to sacrifice the title of my friend early because daddy was most important. For me, you were the friend that you knew I was missing. You are that kindred spirit that keeps me from going astray. The internal voice that never allows the problems of the day to, to deter me from reaching my full potential. You have always been the one to believe in my dreams. And believe that it isn't naive to think that you can change the world. You are a sign that if there is no one else in the world who understands me. Forever and always you will. I've needed that. I'm only as confident as I am because of you. I now feel the burden of belief and expectation. But that hasn't always been so. I've dared to be myself in a time when such things are not the most desirable traits. You recognized as a young child how different I was, how I was lost as the cruel treatment of kids besieged me and made me defensive and spiteful, marred by an I'll show you mentality. I used the only power I had to fight back those who neither wanted to nor could understand me in my precocious ways. You taught me how to use my powers, intellect, empathy, and understanding and focus it and hone it and use it for a greater good. Because you knew it wasn't just early teasing, misunderstanding, and ostracizing that caused me pain. It was my desperate search for a greater purpose, to serve, and the frustrations from the rejection of that search that really was the root of my actions. I face a day-to-day -day battle to stay true in the face of worldly opposition. But day in and day out, the only true believer I need is you. You are the only one who has never questioned the paths I've tried to not overreact when my delivery is uncouth, to encourage me to not lose confidence in a world that feeds off the draining of it.
you know my steps before I take them. You can hear the sorrow or happiness in my voice from hundreds of miles away. You know me because I strive to be you. All you wanted from your sons was the best. Well, all the while you gave us everything we needed. It is the easiest task to wake up every single day. Look to my right on my dresser. And see the picture of our family and say. For the man that has given me everything, the least I can do for him is give him the one thing he's ever wanted. And that's my best. I am your son. One of the single proudest titles I've ever had and will ever have until daddy is put beside my own. Hopefully I'm the sprawling oak tree providing you the shade in which you deserve to lounge under. Hopefully I have impressed and continue to impress you and make you proud. Hopefully I fulfill my goal of living a life that a man like you deserves to be able to see. Because I hope and live and work endlessly to be a perfect reflection of you because sons are always a reflection of what their father was or wasn't. You were so that I could be and hopefully am a mirror image of you. Happy Father's Day to Wayne, Anthony, Cher. I wrote that at a difficult time for me, but after I wrote that, I felt real. I felt like I was taking the next step in my in my life to to be an adult, to have and develop the ability to look back on situations and how I reacted to them, and uh, be able to reassess them with newfound wisdom and new earned wisdom. And uh, that was very important to me. And I thought that was very important to say to my dad because we, me and him clashed uh, when we were younger. I was, I was a mama's boy. And, uh, you know, um, like I said in, the, in the, the letter, I mean, we were headstrong. And, you know, I was the type of kid that was willing to be punished to stand up for what I thought was right. And uh, I think my dad grew to respect that and understand that and embrace that. And, you know, he's a tough cuss. I mean, uh, grew up in a Wilmot, uh, sharecropped, uh, picked cotton. Uh, he integrated. He was forced to integrate into uh what he calls the white school. Um, I think it was in the third or fourth grade. He didn't want to, but Grammy made him. Ended up taking a train up to, or to taking a bus up to the University of Arkansas and kind of being dropped off at the bus station and having to figure it out. And uh, ultimately, you know, we, and by we, I mean me and my brother, being able to see him as a coach for years and, being able to understand that delayed gratification that I think is one of the most uh, important things he's instilled in my brother and me. Because if you can put in the work and you can have a goal that's far enough out to strive for, but not so far that you're disgruntled along the way and discouraged along the way, you figured out one of the biggest 
keys to life, and we got to see that. You know, we got to see the players pull up in the driveway with their young kid, and and they come in and say, "Thank you, coach. I didn't understand then, but I do now." Or him eventually coaching a former player's kid or nephew, and and seeing the same traits in in them as he saw in their father. And then their father coming in and saying, yeah, I understand what you were saying back then. I, I get it. And I was able to see it. And so um, my dad is one of my best friends. Like I said, we we clash. Um, and by clash, I mean we just debate and argue at this point. I don't really know the last disagreement I've had. Uh, with him that was of any consequence or material of any in any way, but we talk nearly every day. Um, we keep each other sharp. Uh, he's a contrarian. He would call me a contrarian. But um, the love is deep. The love for my parents is very deep, very different, uh, but very deep. And um, it's their humble beginnings and their grounded attitude that has helped my brother and me be who we are and be comfortable with who we are. There's a certain calmness when your parents don't hide much from you, right? And treat you like adults, talk to you like adults, share adult problems, share how they manage them. There's a calmness to that. And there's a um, there's a liberating feeling when you you become adults, when you can think back to those conversations that you've had sometimes 20 years ago. I mean, you know, I was listening to the music that we would listen to. I mean. I'll never get the drive home when my dad picked up um, the miseducation of Lauren Hill uh, from the Pines Mall. And listening to that music, you're just like, oh my gosh. These are real problems. And then you fast forward to 2020, and I'm talking to my dad about the show Insecure and his take on it comes full circle and uh i will say uh dad you played it patient and i am so glad you did because us being best friends was not of your concern when we were children you were you were dad that was important my mom's the same way your parents first there is no medal for being best friends with your six-year-old that is not at least in our house that is not what the mission is and what it did was it instilled uh, a it, it 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 instilled a fear of disappointment and not and and that's not a psychological fear or anything like that it was just you wanted to make your people proud because you saw what they did and sacrificed. And so I could go on and on, but that is 
this week's episode, the Father's Day episode, I am, um, I can't even really put into words uh, the importance of, of of the relationship with my parents and, and because of, of, of time uh, and uh, the fact that my dad and I have so much in common, being able to have this relationship with him is, is one of the most important of my life. And I think largely um, my dad lost his brother, Kelvis, and, and he always pokes at me, says that, you got a lot of Kelvis in you, Brendan. And uh, I, I believe that. I wish I knew that to be true uh, firsthand. I did not get to spend uh, time uh, that I can remember with my Uncle Kelvis. But I think largely, I think as well, the relationship I have with my dad is in large part because I remind him of Kelvis, his brother, who he loved deeply. And uh, and so for me to be able to be that reminder of someone who he, in fact, helped raise to a large degree uh, is something I find a lot of comfort in and, and something I try and honor as well. So that's all I have. There's more to come, and I'll See you soon. I want to play out uh, with giant steps from John Coltrane, one of my one of my dad's favorites. <laughs>